0: So last time, before I went to Hong Kong, and I stopped at emptiness is none other than form. Um, we've been talking on emptiness for a very long time. Uh, in emptiness, the Sanskrit word is sunyata. And if anyone asks, what is the most important sentence in the whole sutra, then usually, since 1,000, years ago, the, all the Chinese scholars, all the uh, Buddhist scholars, and Zen monks, they all said that this is the most important. The five skandhas are empty and thereby became free from all suffering. So if we can perceive that the five skandhas are empty, we became free from all suffering. But we have to understand that just perceiving is not enough. In understanding the Buddhist teaching, it's not enough just to understand it When you understand it, it's not a realization When you understand it, it's not an enlightenment, it's just an understanding So usually, when we study the Buddhist teaching, we don't stay just at the initial point of just understanding You have to go to practice it Once you practice your understanding then you get into an enlightened understanding, or an enlightenment. An enlightenment is a deeper understanding or through practice you have arrived at a certain realization. So many people know that everything is empty um, because we all have to die. People used to say we all have to die and uh, we'll have to go through a cycle and we have the four seasons, nothing is permanent, everything is impermanent, everything is conditional causation, um, so we understand. But when it comes to our actual daily life, we, we cannot bring our understanding into the practice because we, we're not practicing it, we're just understanding it. That's not enough. A lot of people understand, but we never practiced it. We already have explained a lot in emptiness, and we already have explained a lot in form. Form and emptiness is one and not two, they cannot be separated from each other. I uh, will give you an example, is the bulb and the electricity. Uh, if the bulb and the electricity is separated from each other, the bulb cannot show its functionality. And the electricity has no means to express its energy. That means if we say, Uh, The bulb is the bulb, the electricity is is the electricity They're two different things But if you get into a deep understanding They're not two different things, they're different in form But When we see a bulb, we see the, the form of the power We see the material of the power We didn't see the essence of the power We don't know the actual reality of the power so if we just attach it to the bulb also, that's the electric, where the electricity comes from So we don't understand its power, we only understand We think that that's the bulb is the power But actually it, the bulb is just a form The bulb can change from one generation to another, from one day to another If the bulb breaks down inside, there's no more bulb And we think that the power is out The power has, is never out the power is always there when this body fails us we have to leave this body when we die the essence of it reincarnate incarnate incarnate from one form to another if we're not enlightened if we still have have to take this form if our karmic energy has to drive us to take another form again then we'll be born in another realm you become another person but you still have that same, we don't know what to call it. Some people call it the soul. You have to realize that it's not just the bulb, it's the power that exists. And if you know that, then you start to question, why do I have to change my form all the time? Why do I take life and birth and life and birth all the time? And um, you have to get a deeper understanding of the power behind it, the energy behind it. So, consider it as one and the same. When you consider this one and the same and not two, then you start to think about the meaning of it. You start to think about the meaning of life. You start to think about, oh, I'm taking this form, and what have I been, I'm I'm now, I'm now say, I'm now 40 years old, 50 years old. What have I been doing? I've been in pursuit of quote and unquote happiness. I want to be happy. But have I been happy? What have I gone through? Is the definition of happiness that I'm looking for meaningful? Because most people think happiness is pursuit of sensual pleasure. Um, So if people ask, why do I have to come and be born for a hundred years and I have to leave? What's the meaning of life? Some people say, looking for happiness. But, but what is your happiness? Your happiness is looking for sensual pleasure? Sensual pleasure cannot give you the happiness Sensual pleasure maybe can give you temporarily happiness in happiness defined in your own terms Sensual pleasures will lead you into mental disturbance which you may not know about So we say, not just understanding You have to actually get into a deeper realisation and enlightenment of it. And there are many ways, of course, to get into that deeper understanding. When we say form is emptiness and emptiness is form, the Buddha is reminding us not just looking at the form, looking at what is behind the form. A lot of uh, philosophers say, what is life? Life is in search of the meaning of it if you go a higher level some people say life is in search of happiness but there are philosophers who say life is in search of the meaning in life when you go to that higher level meaning in life you start to put a lot of questions on how you live why do we come here why do we get born and why am I going through all this so in search of the meaning of life Apart from mind, there's no phenomena. In the Chinese language, we said, 心外无法. Apart from electricity, apart from the power, there are no bulbs. Bulb is to express the power. Apart from the bulbs, the mind cannot see electricity, can you? So if there's no bulb, nothing exists. No bulbs. Then how do you see there's power? It's hidden. So we cannot say we deny phenomena, we deny forms. Form is no good, no. Because you need form to realize what is behind the form. So that means phenomena exist because the mind, the mind is conscious through phenomena. Because without phenomena, the mind cannot be conscious of the reality of it. So, form is it, its emptiness, and emptiness is its form, that's the way we understand it. So much about the philosophy of it, and let's get back to the practicality of it. When we say, we perceive that the five skandhas are empty and thereby became free from suffering, you should commit this sentence to memory. Avalokiteshvara uh, perceive that that perception is not just ordinary perception, that is a true. Enlightenment of it When you realize that You may perceive that the five skandhas are empty Then gradually we get enlightened And become free from all suffering And let's get back to what we've been talking about For many, many, many many years And many, many lectures And yet some people may still not understand it Who am I? Who are you? Who am I? I am nothing but my Body and mind My senses, which includes the body you know, How can you have a body without senses? You always have body and senses So I am my senses And I also have environments And I react to environments That's the reason why I have existence I have a body And I have a mind And then I, my body and mind react to environments what is surrounding me and I'm nothing but this I'm nothing but body and mind react to environments and I exist for 100 years in the process of this reaction but don't you have to understand further what are these senses what are these environments and what actually is this reaction do you think you have to understand deeper into it so that you know what the Buddha is talking about so that you know how suffering exists, how suffering arises and why did the Buddha 2,600 years ago uh, he abandoned his throne to be the king he abandoned all his luxuries and enjoyment and sensual pleasures, enjoyment and he went into the woods To search for that meaning of life To search for that higher meaning of life Nowadays, what are we searching? We're searching for sensual pleasures We want the eyes to enjoy what we are seeing The nose to smell, tongue, everything our senses react We want to create that mental sensual pleasure Which is of course impermanent Uh, In the process of searching for it a lot of mental disturbances come up because some of these, many of the sensual pleasures is nothing but a stimulation of the hormones inside the body and you think that is happiness Let's get a little further So, we say we have senses we react to environments of course we have eyes the eyes see materials and created eye consciousness the ears Listen to sound, create ear consciousness The nose, smells, nose consciousness The tongue, taste, so you have the tongue consciousness And then the body The body is an aggregate of ear, nose, tongue and all that In the Buddhist teaching, the body is to describe the whole of you And the reason why we put eye, ear, nose and tongue as a separate item is because the Buddha wants to delineate the senses out so that you know how your body reacts to environments That body here other than the eyes, ear, nose, tongue the rest of your body your kidneys, your heart everything inside your skin, your bone the blood everything inside of you and then other than that the mind, the mind reacts to everything, creating the mono consciousness. And these are the six senses. How do we relate to the five skandhas of the sutra? The sutra explains this you, this you, I, this senses, this environments, its reactions, with a little bit of activity in it, with a little bit of action in it. Uh, it tells you more about how you perceive, how you conceptualize, how you carry out into actions, and how is your consciousness created. So actually, I've been showing you this slide many, many times. My suggestion to you is, you can always meditate on this. You don't have to look, read a lot of books to find out this meaning. Just take every word and think about it. Then you understand, then you get deeper, deeper into who are you and who am I? Emptiness is form, form is emptiness It is saying the eye, ear, nose, tongue, body and mind is conditional causation Conditional causation You have eyes because all these conditions fulfill, for you have the eyes Many people don't have their eyes because they have, don't have the conditions to have their eyes or the conditions, some conditions destroy the eyesight. Ears, nose, body is all the same. When you have all the conditions for the senses and the body to exist, how do you use it? How do you use your body? How do you use your, all your senses? What do you use it for? We use it for make, creating bad karma. Your eyes create bad karma. Your ears, your nose, the tongue, the body, your mind is creating a bad karma for you. We don't appreciate too much about our our senses in the true sense of appreciation. I always remember the article that I've been repeating. I got some satori or slight enlightenment from Helen Keller's article and give me three days of eyesight. Many people went into the woods, Helen Keller said, and enjoy nature trail for an hour or two, listening to the birds and smelling the fragrance. The eyes see the birds, see the flowers, see the trees, beautiful landscape, The nose, the nose smell, the fragrance of the flowers, and ears listen to the sound the touch and everything walking on soft fallen flowers and soft grass and all that so they have a lot of senses reacting to the environments. and Helen Keller said when they walk back from the woods I'm always interested in asking them What do you see? How do you feel? I don't have eyes I don't have ears I can't talk I can only smell I cannot see, I cannot listen, I cannot talk So I'm deficient in many of my senses You've been to the woods, can you tell me what happened? And Helen kind of said the, the usual answer is Nothing in particular Nothing in particular? That applies to many people They have eyes, they have ears, they have nose, they have body What do they use those to do? You know, you know what you use your body to? Some people use their body to steal, their, their tongue to, to lie, their mouth to eat animal flesh, their mind to create a lot of things. What, how have you been using your senses do you appreciate the reality of the senses? Do you appreciate senses and use it for enlightenment? Do you appreciate senses to use it for... for compassion? For helping? Or you use it for hurting? For you use it for selfishness? For egoistic actions? That really gives us a lot of thinking, a thought to the meaning of life. Some saints been using their senses to do a lot of meaningful things, to raise the meaning of life at a higher level, ask yourself the questions: what have I been doing in life? Have I been wandering? Have I, have I been looking for things? Have I been looking for sensual pleasures? Have I hurt people? What have I been doing? Have I been conducting my life in the most meaningful way? or some people don't even think about it. They're just in search of sense of pleasure, stimulation of the hormones. And they die without knowing the meaning of life. And then they roll into the next karmic cycle. But I think since we, all these people are here, maybe we should really ponder and think about it and pursue another lifestyle. A lifestyle that is in search of a higher meaning of life. A lifestyle that is making, appreciating our senses and body and making use of these senses of bodies to pursue something higher level. Let's, let's say not the Buddhist teaching because we've been biased into, oh, are you talking about Buddha? Maybe in search of something that is of a higher level.